we, uh, we, I really believe that, that healing is one of the most um, important aspects of church life. And, and we need to understand um, not only just from scripture, but the practical application of how to minister it. Now, one of the things that I have noticed um, over the years of praying is that many people are praying for people to be healed and they're, they're praying for people and they have their hands on them. They think they're laying hands on them, right? So they'll be praying. And like we were praying for, for Jem, we were praying for him. We had our hands on it. Now, there is a difference between praying for someone with your hands on them and laying hands on mm. them, yeah. right? Ministering power. There's a difference. You may think, well, what's the difference? Is it, is it just technical? What is it? Well, I want to speak, show you in the Bible what the difference is and, and how we minister life, how we minister supernatural power, not just, the, not just what it is, the theological, the, the scriptural basis, but, but practically how to do that. And, and at the end, we're going we're gonna to pray for um, those who are sick. We're going to pray for those who have pain in their bodies. We're going to pray for those uh, that God sort of calls up specifically. Uh, and we're also going to um, encourage as many people as possible who want to pray for um, other people, uh, and we'll, we'll figure a way of knowing how to do that, right? So I haven't worked that out yet. So um, we'll figure a way, but I'd like um, as many people as possible to be able to just pray for um, people to be healed. Who would like to do that? Uh, and just really, and just learn how to minister healing power uh, and know the ways of the supernatural. It says in uh, Luke's Gospel, Luke's Gospel chapter 9, Jesus um, called his disciples together and it says, Then he called his twelve disciples together and gave them power and authority over all demons to cure diseases. He set them, sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. He said to them, Take nothing for the journey, neither staffs nor bag, nor bread nor money, and do not have uh, two tunics apiece. Whatever house you enter, stay there and from there depart. And wherever you... And whoever will not receive you when you go out of that city, shake off the very dust from your feet as a testimony against them. So they departed and went through the towns preaching the gospel, healing everywhere. Now it's a dramatic demonstration of the authority of Christ that he can send out his disciples to heal the sick, uh, to pray for people to be delivered and set free, to be set free from um Things controlling the mind, controlling the heart, uh, life controlling issues, demonic issues, all of those things people being liberated from and they're being healed. Now, here's the thing, right? At no point in the Bible did Jesus ever tell anyone to pray for the sick. Not once, right? There are a few scriptures in, in the Bible that says pray for the sick and I'll get onto that in a minute. But at no point did Jesus ever say that, Right? Jesus just said, heal them. All right. He just said, heal them. Now, one of the issues I think that we have to deal with in difference between prayer and ministering healing is kind of what we're doing and, and, and why we're doing it. What's the difference between ministering and praying for someone to be healed we how many times I've often prayed for people to be healed and I want to tell you something there is nothing wrong with praying for someone to be healed so it's not like I'm saying you can't do that the Bible doesn't say you you can't do that I'm not creating some weird doctrine right I, I just want you to understand the difference in how we pray 
And the difference, excuse me, <coughs> that's nice on the recording, isn't it? And uh, so the difference uh, between um, the difference between praying for someone who is sick and ministering healing power on a person's life. And, and, I, and I really want to see the church. One of the things that, 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 that we're running through, we're running through the 360 series, uh, which is a 360 degree look at our lives and how we can learn to be ministers of the kingdom of God. And I just want a church that just is confident in ministering supernatural life and power. I want everyone to be sure and confident of who they are in Christ. Now, it says in James chapter 5 and verse 14, we're going to go there because this is where James is speaking to the church about healing. And he says to them, is anyone among you sick? Let him call the elders of the church. Let them pray over him anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Now, what this is talking about, the elders are called to pray over those who are sick. Now, praying for someone is like intercession. We're interceding, we're challenging heaven that the blessings and the declarations that we declare for this person, we're declaring and we're challenging heaven that these things will be imparted on this person's life. Yeah. That's what prayer is for. That's what prayer does. So when we pray, we are praying to the Father. The Bible um, always says pray to the Father. Even when you're praying uh, for the Holy Spirit's power, you're thanking Jesus. The Bible says come to the Father, right? So when we pray, we come to the Father and we intercede in the heavens and we remind the Father of the covenant that he's set with us. And we declare with the Father and we pray and we say, pray, we pray, Lord, will you bring healing? Will you bring restoration? Will you bring finance? Will you bring? We declare, we pray that there is healing and that families are joined together. We pray all sorts of prayers. And as we pray, we are reminding heaven that there is a covenant that we have with heaven and that heaven must pour down its covenant blessings upon us, upon the situations over which we are praying. That's what intercession does. Intercession shifts the heavenlies and causes the heavenlies to be poured out upon earth. That's what prayer is for. So it is a good thing to pray for people to be healed. But praying for people to be healed, we are not here to pray for the heavens always just to pray that. We've also got to minister it. All right. Now, I need you to see this because what many people do is um, they pray and then wait for something to happen. You see, it says here that the elders pray. And this is an important thing. It's always important that to note that Jesus sent the disciples out in authority. So when people are praying, they have to pray from a position of authority. When people are ministering, they have to minister from a position of authority for it to be effective. You with me here? All right. So the elders come and they pray. They're interceding in the heavenlies. They're declaring that the atmosphere, a lot of prayer, prayer is as much to do with changing the atmosphere as it is to do with changing a person. It's about changing the environment around so that we can get blessings flowing to a person's lives. That's why we pray, right? And so the elders pray and then they anoint with oil. 
And the anointing with oil is part of the impartation. It's part of the ministry. So even when the elders pray for the sick, they pray and then they anoint. So in other words, they pray and then they minister something else. They don't just pray. And so even when you're praying for the sick, the most important thing to understand is knowing how to minister healing power. And to knowing how to minister it, we've got to understand the principles of the kingdom of heaven. So it says in Matthew 10, verse 7 to 8. Now, I want you to see this because this is the same scripture um, as we read in Luke, but it's got a slightly different twist on it. It says, and as you go, preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons... Freely you have received, freely give. Now, I often see people laying hands. And as I said before, you see people coming over and they're praying. They've got their hands on them, but they're not giving anything. They're praying to heaven. Mm. They're praying this way, but we need to be ministering this way. You understand? Jesus said, heal the sick. Cast out demons, raise the dead, set people free. Freely you have received, freely give. So the principle of ministry, the supernatural power of God, is everything that you have received from God, you can give to those who need it. In other words, see, we're waiting for heaven to come. We want God to come down and and do something because, well, we can't do anything. Well, we can't of ourselves, but freely we have received a gift from God. Freely we've received the covenant from God. That free grace that we have received from him, it is our responsibility to make sure somebody else can receive it. It's a responsibility to make sure that, that there is a supernatural transformation and impartation that touches people's lives. Now, in Hebrews 6, in Hebrews chapter 6, it says that in verse 1, it says, therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ. Let's go on to perfection. So then he goes on to say what the elementary stuff is. So to go on to perfection, we've got to know what this stuff is first, right? And it's amazing how many Christians don't know what the elementary stuff is. So this is the basic stuff. Let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works, of faith toward God. That's about getting born again, right? Of the doctrine of baptisms, of laying on of hands, of resurrection of the dead, and of eternal judgment, And this we will do if God permits. So the writer of the Hebrews is going, this is the basic stuff. You've got to understand it. And all of these things, laying on of hands, is as much for everyone. How do we know it's for everyone? Well, because it's listed in these doctrines of which everyone else is a participant of. You still with me? I haven't lost anyone yet. All right. So it says here, It starts off with saying, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God. That's not laying again the foundation of giving your life to Jesus. All right? Everyone gives their life to Jesus. Of the doctrine of baptisms, 
Everyone gets baptized. Or they should. (laughs) Of laying on of hands. See, right here, of resurrection from the, of the dead. See, we will all be resurrected in Christ and of eternal judgment. There will be eternal judgment for everyone. So laying on of hands yeah. is part of the fundamental principle of living a Christian life. Yeah. Isn't that extraordinary? Yeah. That means that we should receive the laying on of hands and understand, know the nature and the power of what it means to lay hands on people and declare God's blessing. Yeah. It's part of the basic doctrine of the kingdom of God. Now, I want you to understand that to impart something, you've got to at least have something to give. So the laying on of hands is a principle of giving something that you have received. And here is where most people struggle with supernatural and praying for people to be healed. Because when you're praying for people to be healed, you're often declaring, you haven't got that thing, you're asking heaven to bring it down quick, because you haven't got anything. <laughs> Lord, I'm stuck, I don't know what to do, please do something now, quickly. This is getting embarrassing. <laughs> this person needs healing, and I don't know what to do. And so, we're declaring we haven't got anything, But the Bible is declaring that we've been given everything. So what happens is that I had my my neighbor came round to me this afternoon um, as a knock on the door. He came round with a with a bracket and he's often doing this. And he comes around and says, "Um, do you have a drill big enough to fit this hole? He had a he had a bracket and a bolt and the bolt was 10 mil and, and the hole was 8 mil. And uh, so, and I'm going, he says, you've got, got a file. And I'm going, yeah, the file's not going to do that. You're going to be there a long time. And uh, so I, I root around in my, in my workshop. And my workshop is, at best of times, it's chaos, right? So uh, it's, and, and uh, my nephew uses it. My son uses it. And uh, there's just different stuff that goes on in there. And, and I've been using it a lot lately. And, and nothing is where it's supposed to be. So I'm rooting around. Trying to find, and I'm going, oh, I don't think I've got anything. And eventually, I found my toolbox, and I found a drill bit, and it was for wood, not metal. And I go, I think I can make this work. So we spend ages, and eventually I managed to drill uh, drill out the bracket so that he can get his bolt through it. And the point is this. I nearly sent him away because I didn't think I had what he needed. And we're often sending people away because we don't think we have what they need. But the Bible says in Romans chapter 8, I haven't got this in my notes, so I'm going to turn there. Romans 8 verse 11. I better call this up and make sure I've got this right. (laughs) Romans 8 chapter 11. Let Let me show you something. Um, I'm reading from the New English Translation. Only because that's what's on my Bible at the time, right? Moreover, if the spirit of the one who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you, have you received the Holy Spirit? Have you received Jesus Christ? If you have received Jesus Christ, you've received the spirit. If the spirit of the one who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you, the one who raised Christ from the dead will also make your mortal body, 
your mortal body. This is a mortal body. I know you may think it's amazing. Cheryl does. She did. (laughs) There's more of it than there was. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's funny how how as your body becomes more mortal, it becomes larger. Anyway, so... (laughs) So this mortal body has received the power of the Spirit who raised Jesus from the dead. Mm. You with me? That's quite significant. Raised Jesus Christ from the dead will also make your mortal bodies alive through his Spirit who lives in you. Mm. So the Holy Spirit... If the Holy Spirit who raised Christ from the dead lives in us, how much more shall we live in the power of the Holy Spirit? Now, if the Holy Spirit who raised Christ from the dead lives in us, how much more do you think you need to minister life? How much more do you think you need? I've got to intercede heaven. Well, you might need to intercede heaven to change the atmosphere of faith, but you don't need to intercede heaven to receive a healing power because the Holy Spirit lives in you. Isn't this amazing? See, we're looking for a feeling. I've got to see feeling. I want to see something supernatural. So let's just go back to my notes and find out where I went off on it. See, here's the thing. We're going to know how to give We've received the gift. I had in my, in my workshop, I had a, a drill bed. I, I had the bits that I needed. I wasn't sure whether it would work or not, but I had what was sufficient to deal with the job. And you know what? Ministering the gift of the Holy Spirit, ministering healing, is a little bit like knowing how to communicate or show someone that you love them. Right? So supposing... Um, supposing uh, you fall in love, right? You've fallen in love and somebody, they love you, they declare their undying love for you and it's just a beautiful moment and you're just going, now, I love you, but you, you've got to find a way. You, you feel love in here somewhere, right? That we've all felt love and there's sort of feeling on the inside. You've got that feeling on the inside of love for Someone you're either in love or maybe it's, it's a family love. It might be a family member. You love them. It's something in here. But how do you get that which is in here out so that they know and are able to receive and feel love, the same love that you feel? Yeah. You, you imagine that that's a dilemma, isn't it? It's like you feel this love. This is a... This is a it's a tangible thing, and yet it's, you, can't, you can't get a hold of it, right? Mm. You can't get a hold of love, yet you know it's there. Yeah. It's like the Holy Spirit. You can't get a hold of him, you just know he's there. Mm. How do I get that which is in here to that person? Mm. Now, the most instinctive thing for those of you, you might, some of you might need some romance lessons, right? <laughs> Flowers, quite good. Chocolates, saying I love you. Little notes. <laughs> Enough money to buy a decent dress. Not one from Primark. <laughs> 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 a 
Little notes, little things, special comments, things, how, much, how beautiful you are. You're special to me. These are moments, sitting down, spending time going, I'm really busy right now, but I'm going to scrap all of that and we're going to go and have coffee together because I know it's really important to you. That's your, what you're doing is you're finding a way of taking all this love out of you and, and depositing it on the person so that they know that they feel loved. And now that they do feel loved, their heart is secure in that communication that you've taken from here to there. Ministering healing power is exactly the same. Mm. How do you get the supernatural life of the Holy Spirit that's in here and minister it out there to someone's life? How do you take a hold of that? And it's, you know, it says in Mark chapter 6, Mark chapter 6, verse 5, it says this. Now, this is Jesus. I love this piece of scripture, right? This is one of my favorite. Now, this is Jesus. Now, he could, Mark 6, verse 5. Now, he could do no mighty work there, except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. Now, if we laid our hands on a few sick people and healed them, we would have said it was a mighty work. <laughs> Right, We would have gone all out and gone, it's revival, miracle power, right? I've seen many healings on people's lives, right? And every time we see healing, we go, a mighty work, power of God. Jesus goes, yeah, wasn't much. I only saw a few people healed. Because what Jesus' expectation was that because he had spent time in prayer, he was able to walk into a crowd and see everyone healed. He didn't have to touch them. The, the supernatural life for just from by his word was able to transform the atmosphere of most places he went. But because of their unbelief, the only way Jesus could heal was by laying on of hands because the power that was on him was not constrained by the unbelief of those around him. Wow. Isn't that extraordinary? So the power of the supernatural power of God is not constrained by the un- by unbelief. Now many people say, well, why do some people, why don't people get healed? Let me tell you something why. I don't know. <coughs> what I do know is that if we keep ministering, yeah. we will find the healing power works more often. I was reading on the on the news. Um, I was reading on the news that um, uh, about a celebrity um, has uh, was one of celebrities getting divorced, pushing for divorce. Been married for eleven years, had known his wife for ten years before that got married. So they've been known each other for twenty one years. They've had trouble for eight months and now they're getting divorced. And I, my heart broke when I hear that. I, I just, my heart breaks whenever. It doesn't matter whether they're famous or not famous or I know them or don't know them. That's just heartbreaking, right? You've been best friends with someone for 21 years. You run into difficulties in relationship and you go, Pfft. Now, here's the question. Where did the love go? Well, look, don't know. How did they lose it? Don't know. How does, where did, but here's the thing, right? I don't know where healing goes sometimes. But what I do know 
is that when we stand in faith and we minister out of the unction of the Holy Spirit, that we discover healing like we discover love and we are able to maintain the momentum of it touching people's lives. Sometimes we lose it. Like sometimes you, 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 you have friends, etc. And you, you, you love your friends. And then sometimes you're like, what happened to the friendship? And you me here, ever experience that? What happened to the friendship? I don't know. I don't know what happened. But what I do know is this. If I come back to that friendship and do my best to restore it, I may find it again. And healing is exactly the same. Sometimes in healing, like, uh, I don't know what happened. I, we lost it somehow, somewhere along. Was it unbelief? I don't know. Some people are healed and they don't believe. Some people um, are not healed and everyone was believing. What happened? I don't know. It's a lot more complex. But what I do know is this. If I keep pushing in and believing and doing the things that God has called us to do, then I know that the unction of the Holy Spirit is more able to minister a supernatural life through me because I'm not asking heaven to come down heaven's already come down heaven came down in the in the form of Jesus Christ and when Jesus died and, and rose again he sent his Holy Spirit to be poured out upon the whole earth the Bible says that all flesh may be touched by the Spirit of God so I know this let me just finish with this last scripture and before I um, before we go on Mark 16, verse 17. I I want you to see this because this is important to understand. The Bible said in James that the elders would lay hands. But in Mark 16, 17, it says, These signs will accompany those who believe. How many people believe? Jesus said, These signs will accompany those who believe. Who believes that Jesus doesn't lie? I mean, if you do believe that Jesus tells the odd fib, you're probably wasting your time, right? I mean, it's like, you know, <laughs> he, he either tells the truth or he tells no truth, right? Yeah. These signs will accompany those who believe. Well, I believe. I believe. In my name, they will drive out demons. They will speak in new languages. They will pick up snakes with their hands. Don't get that. They... <laughs> Whatever poison they drink, don't get that either, right? Will not harm them. They will place their hands on the sick and they will be well. Right? What does that mean? Basically, in all of those things, it's the declaration that Jesus is saying, look, no harm will come to those who go in my name. No harm will come to those who go in my name. That as you, as you go in the unction of the Holy Spirit. Now tonight I, I want to pray for those people who um, are in pain. I particularly feel the Holy Spirit right now just speaking to me to pray for those people who have um, indigestion uh, and digestive issues. Just uh, uh, whatever condition that might you might find that in. I, ju- I just felt the Holy Spirit remind me, and I, uh, I don't think it's specific to one person. So, um, and um, I, I just feel that the Holy Spirit wants me to do that. So, I'm I'm going to pray for people to be healed, and I want you to I want you to understand that. See, when you pray, when Jesus said, "Go and pray," He said, "Do it with authority." Yeah. 
Most Christians speak the words, but they don't speak authority. You've got to speak with the authority, and authority comes from the confidence of your position in Christ. It comes from your confidence of your position in Christ. Here's the deal. Most people don't feel confident because they're constantly reminded or reminding themselves of their own failure. I messed up last week. I didn't push it. I, I failed last week. I, I mean, I must be bottom of the class this week. I, I messed up last week. I, I've got to, I mean, he won't be with me this week. It, it must be at least a week before he's talking to me again, surely. It's... <laughs> and so we grade ourselves by our own failure. Yeah. But that's, it, that doesn't equate, there's no reasoning well, what can justify that line of thinking. Yeah. On any point of view, we know that we are forgiven regardless. And we know that we love him and we come back to him with confidence. And we know that he has redeemed us regardless of how many times we've messed up. And if he has redeemed us, he's redeemed us by the Holy Spirit that redeemed Christ. And if he redeemed me with the Holy Spirit who redeemed who set Christ free from the grave, who rose Christ up from the grave, who broke the shackles of death and raised him up. Christ was victorious by the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit, who is Christ's spirit, was poured out on the flesh. And if he's with me, even though I have messed up, it's still the same power. Same power. You know that song, same power. That rose Christ from the dead lives in me. He lives in me. So if it's the same power, it's got nothing to do with who I was. Nothing to do with what I did. It's got everything to do with the fact that the Bible says that we have received the spirit, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Now, that just doesn't, that's not just talking about a lot of power. You know, we, we think of pressed down, shaken together, running over. We think of as, well, that's, that's like filling it right up to the top, isn't it? You ever fill a, a cup up with, with um, beads or, or I was in the supermarket getting olives the other day and, and you buy a, a pack of olives and they, look at, they are expensive, right? And I'm thinking, right, I'm going to get maximum olives here. <laughs> and I'm getting <laughs> pressed down, <laughs> shaken together. <laughs> and then I got the lid and I'm squeezing. As I'm squeezing the lid on, it's popping up the other side because there's so many. So I go, I've got oil everywhere, right? And I go up to the, the deli counter and I say to the girl, I said, you're going to have to hold the other side of this because it's not going down. <laughs> and, and she looks at me like, well, you've got a lot in there. And then I'm going, well, look, if I hold it, you tape it. <laughs> I'm going, I'm sure I haven't put too much. (laughs) So we think of pressed down, shaken together and running over as being a lot. But pressed down, shaken together and running over is the description of the the manufacturing and the production of the anointing oil. There are are three types of oil and the, the, the highest grade oil is the anointing oil, and the anointing oil is made from that final push down, that shaking together, and that pressing down, and that running over of oil. 
So here's the deal for your life. Here's the deal for our lives. We have received pressed down, shaken together, running over. We've received anointing oil. We've received the anointing of the Holy Spirit. We've received everything that we need to minister life. Why would we not believe for supernatural miracles? This morning I spoke about, if you can listen to it on podcast, I encourage you to do so, that what you see is what you think. Jesus said, I only do what I see the Father doing. So let's change your perspective. Stop looking at yourself. Stop looking at your problems. Stop looking at your fears. Let's just take a good look at the Father. Let's just start speaking out. I'm going to lay hands and the sick are going to be made well. Now, praying for people and learning how to give by the anointing it's like learning to drive, you know. I'm teaching some basic principles here, and we're gonna we're gonna get you. You can probably pray. You can pray with the person that's next to you if they want prayer. If they don't, just force it on them, right? So, <laughs> so that's a joke, by the way. And uh, so, um, but if you if you kind of learning to drive is like you have to you have to learn to drive by the rules, right? Who remembers driving lessons? Right, you remember driving lessons, and you had to drive, and you're, as soon as you passed your test, you went stuff that. Because, <laughs> because you you got to learn. You can't you can't break the rules till you learn to play by the rules. Now we're not talking about breaking the law. <laughs> That's different. We're talking about breaking the law. We're talking about the rules. The rules are there to give you an appreciation of how you drive. Once you've learned how to drive, you learn how to drive. Your way. Confident in your style, right? 